Welcome to the sermon podcast for Canton Church, a campus of Mount Perrin North. We exist to help people live a Christ-centered life, especially those disconnected from Christ. And we hope you are encouraged by today's message. Today's a special day uh, in the life of our church. Uh, as you heard on the video, we are a campus of Mount Perrin North. Uh, and so uh, our senior pastor of Mount Perrin North is Pastor Mark Walker. Mark and Udella Walker are here today, but they, we announced a couple weeks ago that they have accepted a new uh, responsibility, a new job, a new calling in Cleveland, Tennessee to go and to serve there at Lee University uh, as the vice president uh, of ministerial development. And they're also going to, he's going to oversee uh, the Christian ministries department. He's going to teach pastoral studies, uh, which they're going to do an incredible job there in Cleveland, just investing in the next generation of ministers. But today is the last time in their capacity as our senior pastors that they will be with us. So I'm going to ask them to come up here on the stage, ask Corey to come and to join me. We've got a couple gifts we want to give them. You know, uh, they are special to us, and what we experienced, which I'll talk about in a minute, uh, was birthed in their heart. Uh, and so I'm going to let Corey share first, uh, and then we want to give you, yeah, go ahead and throw that up there. And then we'll come back here in just a second. We're going to pray for them in a second as well. Oh, Corey's coming somewhere. There she is. Okay. We're going to grab this mic, guys. Well, Jeremy and I have had the unbelievable privilege to serve at Mount Pear North in a variety of capacities for almost a little over 10 years, almost 10 and a half years. And Udella has been an incredible example of what it is to lead um, not only in the church, but lead in your home. She leads with grace, and it has been an extreme honor to serve with you and beside of you. And what an incredible example you have been to me and our family and our home, and we love you very, very much. And we have um, just a small gift for you just to say thank you so much for setting the example and the bar really high, and we love you very much. Yeah. Hang on. You know, Corey mentioned that we have, we've served on staff for 10 and a half years, and I was thinking about when we came to Mount Perrin North, we came as the director of student ministries and the high school pastor, but there had been some transition in student ministry at that campus, and so when we arrived, Pastor Mark and Udella were serving as the director of student ministries at that time and the senior pastor. Um, and so for a couple weeks, not only was he my boss, the pastor, he was also kind of my boss co-student ministry leader. director, <laughs> right. leader. And then he was like a youth leader in the high school ministry for a little while. That was a little bit disconcerting to stand up and <laughs> preach to a bunch of high school students. And there sits the pastor as a small group leader in the high school <laughs> ministry. But uh, I, I thought about a lot of the stuff that we've gotten the chance to do, the four of us, and then also just you and I. We, we've, uh, we've done a lot of things together. We've preached together a yep. good bit. Uh, we have literally traveled around the world. We saw the Big Five in South Africa right. together. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, been to the Masters. We went to Augusta National. I ran you ragged. Yes. I'll never take him I had Masters. never been. Never. And so, like, I, I literally wanted to see every square inch. And at one point, he said, I'm going to sit down right here. You just come back to <laughs> me when you're done. That's true. That true. <laughs> I was like a little giddy schoolgirl there. But uh, we, we, we both love baseball, and so yep. we've, we've watched some baseball together. We went to Fenway Park one yep. time. We also saw a no-hitter in Chicago together one time, and he almost jinxed us um, in the eighth inning. We're sitting there, and in the eighth inning, he looks up and goes, oh, he hasn't given up a hit tonight. That's the only time I ever told him to shut up. He rebuked ever. me. He I rebuked did. Me. I was like, shut up. What are you doing? <laughs> you can't talk about it. <laughs> but we saw a no-hitter and, and so many other things yeah. that, that we've been able to do. You, you've encouraged me to uh, pursue my education 
and then you taught me more than I ever learned in a classroom. Um, you, you've demonstrated faithfulness and integrity. You've modeled a hard work ethic uh, and also self-discipline. Uh, you've made me a better husband and father and preacher and pastor and leader. You've invited me into rooms of leadership that I had no business being in, and yet you made me feel like a valued part of that meeting. Um, and so we've got a couple gifts we want to give to you. I know you love baseball. Yes. So we, we got something here that we want maybe you could hang in a home office or maybe in your, oh, your office at Lee. This is his initials here, and this bat says, Pastor Mark Walker, founder of Canton Church. No way. Established 2012. Dude, so we I want, want that, that. I want the bat. <laughs> oh, man. You almost hit you, Della. <laughs> Sorry, baby. It's got the Canton Church logo on it. I'm going to preach with this the rest of the time. There you go. You can totally, totally do that. (laughs) That is awesome. But we wanted to give you a token of our appreciation and something you could kind of remember us by at Canton Church. And then you are going to take a new responsibility uh, at Lee. And, you know, you're going as a vice president and as a chair and as a professor. uh, And you're going to go and train the next generation of youth pastors and children's pastors and pastors and missionaries and uh, I can think of, of no two people that will do that job better than the two of you because for the last 10 and a half years, we've been in your classroom mm-hmm. and you've been teaching us. And, uh, and so what we wanted to do is we wanted to give you a Bible with your new title on it. Oh, my God. It says Professor Mark Walker. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That is awesome. So here's what, here's what I want you to do, if you would. Would you just stand with us here today? We're going to just bring them right here to the middle. We'll lay hands on them. And if you feel comfortable, what we want you to do is we want you just to stretch your hands this way. We're going to pray over them and just pray for them for this new assignment that God has called them to. Wow. They have been incredibly faithful, not just for the five and a half years here that we've been Canton Church. You know, what we get to experience every single week started as a dream in Pastor Mark's heart. God was calling him to do something new. And initially it was met with some opposition, but he was so faithful just to continue to pursue what God was calling him to do. Uh, Even in a season where it didn't make a lot of financial sense, we were in a recession as a country and trying to invest money in a new work. Uh, but, But he was so faithful. And so we get to experience the fruit of that faithfulness every single week and we'll continue to do so even as they transition to a new role of ministry. But for 25 years at Mount Perrin North, they have modeled that kind of faithfulness. So we want to pray just to thank God for them, but also as, as they go and take this new step, that God would bless them as they go. So if you guys would just stand right here, we'll lay hands on you and pray. But if you would, just stretch your hand this way and join us in prayer today. God, we thank you for Mark and Udella Walker. I thank you, God, for their faithfulness over a lifetime of ministry and life together and the 25 years here at Mount Perrin North and now the five and a half years of Canton Church. God, we thank you that they've invested in us. We thank you for every sermon that's been preached, both on stage and off the stage. We thank you for every model of faithfulness that we've gotten to see and to watch as they have lived their lives out in front of us. And so, God, we thank you for them. God, we thank you that you call us. We thank you that you have now called them to a new place of ministry. And God, we pray that they would see incredible fruit in this next season of life. God, we believe their best days of ministry and investment in the next generation are ahead of them. And so, God, we pray now that you would just continue to guide their steps. God, that you would ordain every path that they would walk in in the next few weeks and months as they transition. 
God, that as he steps into the classroom for the first time and as he teaches, mm. God, as he leads meetings in a new environment, God, as he broaches new relationships on behalf of Lee University, God, he would find favor there, that your blessing would continue to rest upon him. God, I pray for he and for Udella as they transition to a new city and a new state, God, a new place to set up a new home, God, that you would just let their home there be a place of rest and peace, God. Lord, we thank you that you have entrusted some incredible ministry opportunities to them thus far, and we can't wait to see all that you're going to do in the future. God, we thank you that we've been to be, gotten to be a part of the, the story of Mark and Udella Walker, and God, we thank you for the chance to serve alongside of them, to sit under their leadership, and God, to call them our pastor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Can we give them a hand one more time? I love you so much. Love you. Bless your heart. So here's what we'll do. You're already standing. Pastor Mark's going to preach here in just a moment, but why don't you do this? While you're standing, turn around, shake hands with somebody, welcome them to Canton Church today. We're so glad that you're here. Wow. Uh, thank you very, very much. Now, don't judge me. I love the Bible, but oh my gosh, I love that bat. <laughs> oh, man. That, that's, that's really, really awesome. And just appreciate the kind words, um, the, uh, the gifts. Uh, Pastor Jeremy said this is a special day in the life of Canton Church. Um, not so much uh, the goodbye from Udella and me, as much as in just a moment after my remarks, we're going to be praying over Pastor Jeremy and Corey and installing them as the senior pastor of Canton Church. Now, yeah. Technically, for the past five and a half years, I've been the senior pastor. Practically, they have been the senior pastor. Um, and believe it or not, that was kind of the design. Now, a lot of great things have happened in Mount Perrin North over the past 25 years, Many of those things were just by the sovereign grace of God and accidentally on our part. We did not plan every good thing that's happened. This is one of the good things we did plan. <laughs> Five and a half years ago when we opened this campus, our desire was that should this campus come to a place, it would be self-sufficient and, and could disengage to go on its own as its own church, that we would want to have the pastor already in place. So that's why he basically has served he and Corey both, both as the senior pastor of this church. Now, let me, let me make some disclaimers here this morning before I jump into my more remarks and we pray. The official disengagement of Canton will probably more happen towards the end of this month. There's just a few things we've got to get sorted out, which are very simple things. So this is not the official disengagement. It should happen by the end of this month, no later than probably the end of next month. And this becoming a new Church of God church will not happen until the state overseer signs that paperwork. But again, that's just a formality down the road. I, as a senior pastor, in my last act here as senior pastor, we wanted to basically send them forth as their new role as senior pastor here at Canton Church. But this will be a standalone church just in a few weeks from from now, and I can't think of a more awesome thing than that. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of the leadership of Jeremy and Corey. Now, 
you know, I, I don't know what to title this message. I honestly don't. I think it's just the random thoughts of an exiting senior pastor is pretty much <laughs> what this message is about. But I, I think there's a little more clarity to it. What I want to share for the next few moments is what have been for the past 30-something years that Udella and I have been in pastoral ministry. I, I, this isn't a real uh, a catchy title. It's just the core values of ministry that we have embraced for the past 30-something years. The core values that I see in your next senior pastor and his wife, they may not articulate these values this way, but I see it in them. And pretty much the core values of ministry that Mount Perrin North, Marietta, and Canton have worked from. So I just want to share that with you, and then we're going, we're going to pray for Corey and, and Pastor Jeremy. Uh, let's have a word of prayer, and I'll jump into my remarks. Father God, I just thank you for such, well, your great love that we've already sung about. I thank you for generosity. I thank you, God, for unity. I thank you, God, for the spirit of uh, just a uh, community that's here at this church. And Lord, for the next few moments, I invite you to just continue to lead, guide, and direct. May these remarks that I am sharing with you, with the congregation, may, may they make sense. May they speak deeper into our hearts. And I ask that now in Jesus' name. Amen. The first core value of ministry I want to share with you is ministry takes discipline. Ministry takes discipline. When I was first called into ministry some 30, oh, I guess it's 33 years ago now, one of the things I struggled with was that I was young. I was in my 20s, and I'm thinking, nobody wants to listen to me. I don't have anything to share with anybody. I'm not going to have any credibility. I'm, I'm, I'm too young. It was really something I struggled with. And then I came across the words that the Apostle Paul wrote to his young protege, Timothy, someone he raised up in ministry and had placed him over a huge church in Ephesus that Paul had started. And Timothy was struggling with the idea that he was too young to be serving in this capacity. And I really don't know how I came across these words other than the Lord just led, them, uh, led me to them. In 1 Timothy 4, verses 12 through 16, this is what Paul writes. He says, Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in life, in love, in faith, and in purity. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to preaching, and to teaching. Do not neglect your gift, which was given you through a prophetic message when the body of elders laid their hands on you. Be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them, so that everyone may see your progress. Watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them, because if you do, you will save both yourself and your Hearers. Now, this has really been my foundational scriptures for my entire ministry to this point. I mean, what I heard Paul writing to Timothy was age really isn't the issue, and gifting isn't really the issue. Gifting is important. Calling is important, no doubt about it. But what I hear him saying is more than gift and talent, it takes discipline. He said Timothy was gifted. He said he's talented. You've got the gift. You've got the calling. But then he uses so many phrases of discipline. He says, set an example, devote yourself, don't neglect, be diligent, give yourself wholly, watch, persevere. Ministry takes commitment. It takes dedication. It is hard work. Talent alone will not get it 
done. Gifting alone will not get it done. You can do some great things in a small amount of time through gifting and calling and talent. There's no doubt about that. But if you want something to sustain, there has to be discipline. There has to be a dedication. There has to be a commitment. There has to be a lifetime learning that goes into it. Because as quickly as something is set up on talent, it can go away that quickly. Talent and gifting only go so far. And what I see in your next senior pastor, he and his wife, there's a disciplined people. You won't find any more hardworking people and dedicated to lifetime learning. If I've learned anything from Jeremy Isaacs, and I've learned a lot, it's about the idea of being a lifetime learner. And this young man and his wife are dedicated to that. It's not about talent. This is a talent-gifted man. Do you know he's a best-selling author? Do you know that? The book that he and his brother have written has been tagged bestseller by Amazon.com. How cool is that? But you know what? It took a ton of discipline, a lot of hard work, a lot of commitment. But I want to tell you something. It's not just the dedication and the discipline of the leadership but it's the dedication discipline of the body, the church. See, listen, there's a difference between someone who comes to church and someone who's called to a church. Now, people have to come to church in order to have a church. If nobody's coming to church, all you got is an empty building. You don't have a church. But for a church to sustain, people have to move from just coming to church to being called to it, meaning... They buy into the vision of the leadership and the pastor. They, they are committed to the call. They see this as their church. It, they take ownership. They are committed. They're dedicated. They find their place of service within the vision. They find their place of how do they connect to vision. This is their church. It's not just that of the leadership. And those of you that are coming to Canton Church. Keep coming. Please keep coming. But I want to encourage you. Seek God about being called, finding your place in the vision. And Canton Church is where it is today, five and a half years later, because of called people, people disciplined and discovering where they are in the vision. Itzhak Perlman, he is a virtuoso violinist. He is a talented, gifted violinist. He has played for some of the most powerful people in the world, presidents and prime ministers, kings. He has played in some of the most famous, prestigious venues in the world. Very talented violinist. This is his normal day every day. He wakes up at 5.15 in the morning. He showers, he eats breakfast, and then he moves into his morning practice session, which lasts for four and a half hours. He stops, he has lunch, he does some exercise, he does some reading, and then he moves into his afternoon practice session, which lasts another four and a half hours. He has dinner, he spends time with his family, and then he goes to bed. That's his day every single day, except on concert days. On days of concerts, he does the same morning routine up through lunch and exercising. But then he takes an hour and a half nap in the afternoon. He gets up, he goes to the concert venue... He does a sound check and rehearses. 
And then 45 minutes before the concert begins, he locks himself in his dressing room, posts two security guards outside his dressing room who have been given strict orders to let no one disturb him. And you know what he does for 45 minutes? He prays to God. And he asks God to help him play the violin brilliantly for those that are there. And he doesn't doubt that God is going to answer his prayer. And this is what it says, and here's the reason why he doesn't doubt. When Itzhak Perlman says to God, will you please let me play the violin brilliantly tonight? He does not doubt for one single moment that God will answer his prayer. Why? Because Perlman plays the violin brilliantly for nine hours a day, every single day, day in and day out, in an empty room for nobody but his God. Perlman upholds his part of the deal, passion, dedication, and belief. Ministry takes discipline. You see, what happens on Sunday morning is really a much a direct result of what's happened Monday through Saturday in the lives of the leadership and the called to a church. Ministry takes discipline. The second core value I would share with you is that ministry is about people. I come from a long line of ministers. I'm a fourth generation preacher. My son is a fifth generation preacher. If I've learned anything out of this long line of ministers, especially from my dad, is that ministry is all about people. In fact, if I've heard my dad say anything who has probably logged in over 60 years of pastoral ministry, he has said this. He said, son, the people are not there for you. You are there for the people. It's all about people. See, church is not about processes and procedures and policies and systems. They're very, very important. But those are all about people. They're about how do we better reach people? How do we better develop people? How do we better, better raise people up? How do we better see people come to Jesus Christ? In our church? That's the whole purpose of them. And sometimes when I get out of sorts, when I lose sight of that, God's got to bring me back to a passage of Scripture or several Scriptures that Paul writes to the Corinthian church. And the Corinthian church was a thriving church, but the Corinthian church tended to be all about power, all about prestige, all about being noticed. They would lose sight that it's all about people. And Paul was writing to correct them. And Paul shares basically his, his approach to ministry. In 1 Corinthians 9, verses 19 through 23. And I want to read out of the message translation because I love the way it reads. He says this, Even though I'm free of the demands and expectations of everyone, I have voluntarily become a servant to any and all in order to reach a wide range of people, religious, non-religious, meticulous moralists, loose-living immoralists, the defeated, the demoralized, whoever. Say whoever. I didn't take on their way of life. I kept my bearings in Christ, but I entered their world, and I tried to experience things from their point of view. I've become just about every sort of servant there is in my attempt to live those I meet into a God-saved life. I did all of this because of the message, the message of Jesus Christ. I didn't just want to talk about it. I wanted to be in on it. Paul's saying, man, this thing is all about people. And what kind of people did he talk about? Whoever, the whoevers. That's the beautiful thing about the gospel. The gospel is all about whoever. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him 
will not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, what I love and see greatly in Jeremy and Corey is their heart for the whoever's, their willingness to go after any kind of person, any sort of people. In Canton Church, what's made you the church that you are today is the fact that you welcome the whoever's. You look for the whoever's. You go after the whoever's. Now, just keep in mind, when you let the whoever's in, it gets messy. It's not always going to be convenient. It's not always going to be comfortable. It's not always going to be nice and orderly. Ministry is messy. It's messy because you're talking about people. And every one of us in here is a mess in some way. Aren't you glad you came to hear that today? Look at your neighbor and say, you're a mess. Everybody's got different degrees of mess. Some of us are cleaner in our messiness, but we're all a mess. And you know what's interesting? The central theme of the gospel of Jesus Christ is about somebody being crucified on a cross. That's not this pristine, porcelain, nice, shiny, gold crucifix we wear around our, our, our necks or we hang on a wall somewhere. There's nothing wrong with that. But the cross was the most brutal, grotesque, barbaric, bloodiest, heinous of events. I mean, the central theme of the gospel is this gross experience on a cross. It takes the mess of Jesus Christ to clean up our mess. How many of you are thankful for the mess of Jesus Christ on the cross? But let me just encourage you. As soon as we don't want to deal with the mess anymore, the church will die. It always has to be a place for whoever's. It always has to be a place for the whoever's. Like the story I heard of a, a cowboy who was in the city. He wanted to go to church, so he went to this big, huge church in the city. He walked in in his raggedy jeans, and he had on a, 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 a flannel shirt, and he had on his, his beat-up boots and a raggedy hat, and his Bible was even worn and torn, and he came in. Church was packed. Everybody was dressed to the nines. It was a gorgeous church. Sat down on the pew, and people got up and moved away from him. Nobody welcomed him. Nobody introduced themselves to him. He got up after the end of the service and was headed out, and the pastor greeted him. He said, sir, before you come back again, I want you to talk to God about what the proper attire is to come to church. And the cowboy said, okay, I will. The next Sunday, he was back wearing the same thing. Pastor stopped. And he said, I thought I asked you to talk to God about what to wear when you come to church. He said, I did. The pastor said, well, what did God tell you about the proper attire to worship here? He said, God said he didn't have a clue as to what to wear to come to church here because he's never been to church here. As soon as Canton Church says, we don't want the mess anymore, cancel your lease and give it to somebody else. Ministry is about people. Last thing I would share with you. Ministry 
is Jesus. Ministry takes discipline. It's hard work. Ministry is about people, but ministry is Jesus. I was about four or five years into my ministry, if you will, and I entered into ministry with some colleagues that, if I said their names, you know exactly who they are. Today, they're household names in the church world. They pastor mega churches. They've written best-selling books. They are on worldwide television. But we kind of came in ministry at the same time. And as their ministries were taking off and all kind of people coming to hear them speak and great moves of God and huge altar calls and they're getting all this notoriety, my ministry wasn't going in the same pace. And I was frustrated. I felt disillusioned. I was beginning to doubt my call. I found myself in South Africa the first time I'd ever gone on a mission trip where I was going to be preaching through an interpreter. And I was going to be speaking in several rallies among the black tribes of South Africa to most of them, had no idea who Jesus was. I'll never forget the night before those, the first rally, I laid in my bed petrified and panic-stricken. I felt like the biggest phony. I shouldn't be there. I wasn't good enough. And if I could have found a way to get to the airport in Johannesburg, I'd have bought a ticket and I'd have flown back home. But I couldn't get there. I lay there in my panic and I opened the Bible. And you believe this or not? God took me to John chapter 10, verses 40 through 42. It changed my ministry in that moment, and it changed my life. This is what it said. Then Jesus went back across the Jordan, the Jordan River, the place where John had been baptizing in early days, John the Baptist. Here he stayed, and many people came to him. They said, though John never performed a miraculous sign, all that John said about this man, Jesus, was true. And in that place, many believed in Jesus. And if I've ever heard the Lord speak to me, I'm not talking audible voice, I'm talking about in my heart. At that moment, the Lord said, here's all I want you to do. You just tell the truth about who I am. I'll do the, all the other performing. Don't worry about miracles. Don't worry about altar calls. Don't worry about signs and wonders. You simply dedicate yourself to telling the truth about who I am and many will believe in me because of that. That has been my ministry, my desire for 30-something years. I haven't always done it the best, but it's the thing that's driven me. What I love about your next senior pastor and his wife is they know only Jesus can change lives. Only Jesus can do it. We got, we got nothing else to offer. It ain't slick lights. is isn't nice screens. It isn't cool stuff. It isn't a t-shirt, a tumbler, or a, what's the other thing? Charger. <laughs> I'm, not, those are, I'm not saying those are wrong. It's, it's, it's wonderful. But at the end of the day, it's not a charger that's going to put a marriage back together or forgive the worst of sinners or heal the sick and afflicted. It's Jesus Christ. And what's made this church what it is for the past five and a half years, it's been all about Him. Him. 
And may Canton Church always be a place that people say, in that place, people are believing in Jesus. Jeremy and Corey are very disciplined people who love people and know that Jesus Christ is the only way for lives to be transformed. That's why it is with great honor and the utmost pleasure to be able to step away as senior pastor and turn that over to you too. Udella and I could not be more proud, more satisfied for you two. You said a lot of great things about us and what we taught you. Trust me, you two have taught us a great deal about life and about ministry, and we love you. I'd like for you guys to come up, please. Stand right here. I know, I know this kind of looks like a mutual admiration society going on up here, but, and I didn't know they were getting us gifts, and we got you guys some gifts as well. We did. Where did Trevor go? There he is. We got some roses for you, Corey. And we know how much, how much you have contributed. You're partners in this thing. I understand that. This is my greatest asset in every way. I'm married. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm married up big time. I thank God that he struck her a little bit stupid when she said yes. I thank God for that. Um, but just watching you grow, watching you develop, seeing how God has used you, it's, it's amazing. And, man, we're so excited about seeing what God's gonna, how God's going to continue to use you in this ministry as we go forward. Jeremy, I got you a Bible as well, brother. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait. Um, and man, you know, I know you got a lot of Bibles. And you may never ever use this one. But I, I hope wherever you place it, I, I've got on here Pastor Jeremy Isaacs for two reasons. Number one, for the past 10 years, whatever pastoral ministry has happened at Mount Perrin North, Marietta and Canton, I may get a lot of the credit for that, being, quote, senior pastor. But you have been one of the greatest contributing pastors on our church, our church staff, for 10 years. When you look at this, I want you to know, I know, it's not lost on me. Whatever's happened at this church for God's glory, you have been a huge part of it. But also, when you look at it, secondly, never doubt you are the called anointed senior pastor of Canton Church never forget that never forget that someone invite you guys to step up here and I know this may get a little crowded but if we just got a few of our, our, our elders here at Canton that maybe are close by would you mind just quickly stepping out and just coming up here on the platform quickly if you would 
See, Jeremy's young, and he can remember and pray prayers spontaneously. I have to write mine down for this, so I'm going to invite you to stand, if you would, please, and stretch your hands towards these two. Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jeremy and Corey and their family. I thank you for their calling and leadership. I thank you that they have dedicated themselves to being the best version of themselves that you have designed them to be and to becoming the best pastors and leaders you've called them to be. Lord, I pray for your protection over them and their family from all harm. Watch over them with your loving care and compassion. Bless angels all around them and hem them in with your mighty power and strength. May all the schemes of the enemy against them fail in Jesus' name. I pray that their individual time alone with you will be sacred and their time together as a couple will be the highest priority. I pray that their time with Cooper and Branson and Tucker and Kinley will always be first and that their work of ministry will never replace them. I pray for your continued wisdom to rest upon Corey and upon Corey and Jeremy, and I pray for an increased anointing upon them to lead, to preach, to teach, and to pray, so that all who enter Canton Church will know they are hearing and experiencing God. May lives be transformed, marriages healed, families restored, addictions broken, the wounded made whole, the sinful forgiven, the sick made well, and the lost found in multiplied ways through the anointed leadership of Jeremy and Corey. Heavenly Father, this is your church. Fill it with unity, passion, grace, love, truth, hope, power, and most importantly, your presence. Father, may Canton Church always be a place where your love conquers all. Lord Jesus, may Canton Church always be a place where you reign supreme. Holy Spirit, may Canton Church always be a play, place where you're free to work and to move. Now, Lord Jesus, I dedicate and send forth Pastor Jeremy and Corey as the senior pastor of Canton Church. Bless them, I pray, for your praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Come on, give God praise. Just remain standing if you would. And pastor, if you'll allow me. Absolutely. May I pronounce the Absolutely. blessing and benediction. Yes. We love you. Saying goodbye is not easy. But we know God's called us. And our assignment at Mount Perry North is done. And we're going to a new assignment. We are humbled. We are honored. We're excited and scared right down to our socks. <laughs> well, Pastor Jeremy has said, I have an open invitation to come back. Yeah. The next time I come back, the will of the Lord. I hope to be bringing students with me 
that are studying to be pastors, to be here, to shadow our, the staff here as they do what they do, to see what goes on in local church. I hope the next time I come, that's going to happen. Now, with great honor, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you, be gracious unto you, and grant you peace. You're rising up and you're laying down and you're going out and you're coming in, both now and forevermore. Canton Church, let's give our response. May the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. You're dismissed in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thanks again for listening today. If you would like more information about today's message or about our church, we invite you to visit us at cantonchurch.com or on Facebook at facebook.com slash cantonchurchga.com.